everyone, I am Sumeria Varingil. Welcome to my podcast, Sumeria's Harem. This podcast, episode two, is all about relationships and the feminine energy and how that translates into our sex life. Now, my podcast, Sumeria's Harem, is going to talk about taboos. It's all about spirituality, sexuality taboos, and all the new taboos that are about to come up as the world continues to change. And as you know, I am a healer, a priestess, a certified yoga teacher, a certified sex and relationships coach with the Sexual Health Alliance. I am also a Sekhem energy healer. And I am an Egyptian alchemist. I was initiated into priestesshood in the Great Pyramid itself. It was an amazing experience. And I am also a finance director. That is my background. Yes, there was once I was a CFO of a super high growth startup in the UK. And now I am almost fully in the space of wellness and I am loving it. Look out for my future episodes. If you want to find me, you can find me on Instagram at sumeria.loveandsex or on TikTok at sumeria.loveandsex as well. And my website is sumerialove.xyz. All right, that's enough of me. I think I will soon be renaming my podcast to Sumeria's Cosmic Harem because my angle is always going to be focused on the energetic influence of our life, the stuff that we cannot see with our eyes that science is beginning to pay attention to more and more. However, we do not pay attention to it enough. Now, I come from a time um, when I was a chartered accountant in London. I went to uh, my first ever spiritual course was Primordial Sound Meditation from Deepak Chopra. And this was in the year 2003. And when I went for that course... So many people in London in my office were laughing at me, you know, top level CEOs and stuff, because they just could not understand what were the benefits of yoga and meditation. The whole world used to laugh at it. You know, they they just knew it as something new age that the Beatles used to do with Maharishi Mahesh Yogi and Deepak Chopra was someone to laugh at. And now in the last 10 years, especially look at how much the world has changed Headspace, the app, is a billion-dollar app, and it is just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And that, to me, the message of that is that what works out there isn't going to be in the mainstream for everyone. What works out there is in the universe that you are in. And you need to be fully aligned to everything that you come across. Because if you don't, that action is self-sabotage. If you're part of something, you engage in something, you consume something that you're not fully aligned with, that action is self-sabotage. And that is why so many of us are in the state that we're at, where we're not doing things that are fully, fully aligned to us. And now, as we enter a whole new age, which we've been entering slowly but surely over the last 10 years, but more so in an accelerated speed over the next 15 years, you're going to find you will probably have no more connection with the world as it is because we would have evolved so far ahead. 
Now, how does all this relate to a relationship? Everything that we do in our life is a relationship with someone. Everything that we do in our life is a relationship with someone. It is not just romantic relationships. You have relationships with your parents. You have relationships with your siblings. You have relationships with your colleagues. You have relationships with your neighbor. You have a relationship with the person on television who you're watching. You have a relationship with everything. And every relationship is a series of communications. Even if you're not communicating with the person you're following on social media, you are communicating because you are listening to them and they are picking up data from you. There is communication happening all the time in every relationship that we're having. And every relationship is a combination of that person's ancestral wounds and gains, that person's spiritual life path, that person's physical life path, that person's conditioning from wherever they have come from, and so on and so on. And that relationship meets with another person's relationship, another person's wholeness that is also all of those things. So there's like millions of factors that one person comes in with and another millions of factors that the other person comes in with. And now you have two millions of factors that are interconnecting to create a relationship. Now, the person you follow on social media is probably a relationship you can manage because the extent of data that you're interchanging all the time is minimal. But the person that you're in a romantic relationship with, or your parents, or your siblings, the interchange of communication is huge. And it is not just, you know, their presence in your life. They are giving you so much information about yourself. And that is what a relationship is all about. It is the interconnectedness of all these energetic elements, the millions of factors that two people bring in together in that moment that sparks so many waves between two people. Imagine the waves being sparked in a room. And when you're with someone all the time and the same waves are being sparked, if those waves that are being sparked are not acknowledged, seen, heard, fully consumed, you are going to end up in a state where you may not feel like you're in a relationship anymore because your wholeness is being denied by the other side. And this is the state that we're actually at. This is the state that all relationships have been pretty much at throughout what I call the time of self-sacrifice, the last couple of thousand years. And these thousands of years were a time where we as a human race, we denied ourselves. We denied our inner truths and we basically surrendered to the hidden forces that were around us. I don't need to get into the hidden forces in this episode, but you became subjugated. You became um, someone that was following the world around you 
instead of listening to that voice deep within yourself. Doesn't matter whose gains were in place. The point is you made that decision at some point to surrender to something or someone else. And all that has been happening in the last 10 to 12 years is that you are claiming all of that back. So the relationships of the past were defined by that energy of survival. The age of Pisces, they call it, the energy of survival. And in the time of survival, people can barely make space and time to put food on the table, to communicate. If you have 15 children, there's really not much else you can do except strive to give them the very best that you can give. You probably don't even have time to breathe. And in a world where your breathing even is suppressed, the breath is the basic spiritual connection you can have to your body. And so many of us do not even know how to breathe. The breath is the basic connection you can have to your body. And most of the time, our ancestors lived in a space and time where they probably did not have the ability to fully consume all the information that was given to them around them. Energy was definitely not happening because there was so little that they actually had. And this was the majority of us, right? The majority of this world's energy was basically consumed in the actions of growing their physical self, putting a roof over their head, putting food on the table. And sexual activity was also deeply taboo because sexual activity was akin to pleasure. And how can we have pleasure when there's so much else to do? We need to also serve God. The concept of God was so great such that that greatness was designed to make us feel small. And this smallness made you feel like a cog in a wheel. And a human being is so far from just a cog in a wheel. Now, times have changed. And why times have changed is not something I'm going to get into in this podcast. However, What was lost in those thousands of years was Shakti, our feminine energy. And she is making a wondrous comeback. Now, many of you may already know masculine and feminine energy. What is masculine energy and what is feminine energy from the realm of Shiva and Shakti? Masculine energy is At its very basic, the energy of doing. Do, do, do. We go to work, that's an activity. We go to sleep, that's an activity. We do anything that is an activity, and that is masculine energy. So the energy of the last thousands of years was all about how much can we do. Feminine energy, however, is the complete opposite of that. Actually, even the word opposite would be denying its actual power. 
feminine energy isn't something you can do. It is only something you can feel. And feminine energy doesn't mean the woman. It doesn't mean a woman. It doesn't mean a man. It is simply an energy. They talk of gods and goddesses in Hindu mythology who are able to conquer everything that the male gods cannot. And they're not talking about what men cannot conquer. They're referring to feminine energy, being able to conquer, being able to what looks like achieve more. And we have images of the amazing goddess Kali with her foot on Shiva as well. I'm recording this during Navratri and it makes, makes my hair stand when I think about how I'm downloading this. And with feminine energy being something you can feel, you can embody, there is truly no activity that the physical body does that actually is feminine energy. Feminine energy is the wisdom that you feel from activities like meditation, like yoga, like any self-care activities that you do, reflection, journaling. It is the wisdom that you gain. And it only becomes feminine energy, true feminine quality, when you can embody it. The meaning of embodiment is you have transformed into something even higher than what you were before. Because of the wisdom and the reflection you have gained, you have suddenly grown. And that growth is only something that you can feel happening within you. And then when you do masculine activities, like responding to someone, sending someone a message, doing some work in the office, when you do any of that from the higher inner growth that you have now embodied, you are something else. And that is Shakti sitting within you. Now, when it comes to relationships, oh, relationships, especially the romantic relationships. Remember I explained how there's millions of factors that two people are constantly throwing at each other, all these energetic demands, all these energetic sparks, even when you're just sitting next to someone that you are in a romantic relationship, there is so much energetic exchange taking place. Now, in the past, when people used to speak about sex after marriage, sex after marriage is known to have many, many difficulties because you're now living in a frame of mind where the uncertainty, the excitement, the time for romance isn't going to be a priority anymore after marriage. Different goals come in and all of these things become secondary. Two people end up living like friends, like best friends. You need to work at a relationship to keep it sexually active. Now, in the new age, in the age of Aquarius that is now dawning and the return of the feminine, this is just the very basic feminine energies that are coming in because as we continue to embody the lessons from the growth 
and the feminine activities that you're doing. I forgot to mention that dance is a very powerful feminine activity, especially meditative ecstatic dance, where you're not just trying to impress someone else. The only person that can watch your body and feel what's happening in your body is you. That is the dance I'm referring to. Now, in this new age of Aquarius, how do sexual energies interact? Because today we live in a world where we are hyper-connected. We are connected to everybody. In effect, we are connected to everybody. So the methods to which we're going to get turned on, of course, romantic relationships, is you and your partner, you can turn each other on. I completely agree. But the longevity of that sexual activity If you have been on dating apps and you have been living a lifestyle that, you know, uh, that expands your vision of what is possible out there after marriage, this expansion is only going to accelerate. Your body's needs are going to be very, very powerful. And in truth, the way through sex after marriage sex in relationships in the age of Aquarius is deep, powerful, authentic communication with your partner and knowing that that has to be a priority. Relationships are all about nakedness with your inner self. And I'm talking about all that ugly stuff that you were never able to speak about to anyone that you thought was so ugly. Every time you feel you need to move away and take time out from a relationship or you need some time to yourself, that stuff that you're about to process, that stuff is what your partner needs to hear. And if they're not able to hear that stuff, or if you're not able to tell them that stuff, that will have an impact on your sex life that will have an impact on your spiritual growth through the age of Aquarius. Because if you cannot feel and grow and embody what it is that you do not like about yourself and how you are working on that and you're not able to communicate it, that means you don't love yourself. And until you overcome that inner Do not love yourself energy. The feminine will not embody within you. Now be aware of situations where there is a need to be seen by your partner. There is a need to be relatable by your partner. Where there is a need to be seen and relatable to your partner... That means there is a wound. And in those instances, your partner probably just needs to observe and listen to you. But there is deeper and darker wounds underneath that feeling that needs to be addressed. And this is work that you're going to need to do to overcome that depth. And as you continue to work through this depth, when you find partners, when you find careers, when you find neighbors that allow you to be your ugliest self such that you're doing that so that you're able to be 
the higher being. What do I mean by the higher being? The higher being is that which is daring to observe this stuff that's hidden inside you that is time to be released. When you're in your tribe and you're able to undo all of that, the feminine will become a part of your life because you are then able to truly embody her from a point of love. Now, love isn't a quantity. The age of Pisces was all about how much love can you give me? And that's how much love I will give you. I will die for you. I will die for this love. All of these quantified ways of expressing love, because if you want to die for love, there is something that you're doing to acquire it. Any methods of trying to acquire love are deeply rooted in woundings. Deeply, deeply, deeply rooted in woundings. Because love cannot be held. There is no 8 out of 10 when it comes to love. Love just is. You are made of it. Your very essence is made of love. Your toes, your fingers, your eyelashes, your hair, your body, your energy, even the ugly stuff inside you that you're trying to avoid is made of love. And that love is not something that any romantic relationship will ever be able to give you. Romance is chemistry and biology in action. Have a read into it. Romance is about the interconnected chemistry and biology between two beings to actually be able to recreate existence. That's a very basic of it. And of course, it'll lead to sexual activity because sexual activity is the creation of energy and in a heterosexual relationship that will lead to the creation of a child. So romance, whilst it is so wonderful and beautiful and so capitalized by the world because it is that energy that puts a diamond on someone and how big is that industry? Romance isn't love. It isn't even an expression of love. The first expression of love is the recognition that everything that you see around you is you. It's a reflection of you. Romance is biology in action. Romance is part of the existence of love. It's, it's, it's the energy of love. It's part of a dot in love. But love is expansive. It is the point dot in the universe that we emanate from. It is everything. Religions of the past or even today separate us from this greatness, this vastness that is love so that we continue in our masculine. We continue to want to do, 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 to be seen by something that already exists in us. And what feminine energy, what Shakti does is as we do the practices, the rituals, the inner work 
to reflect and to see ourselves as that greater being. And as we plant that wisdom and embody it, we are that love, that growth that you feel, that change that you make in your life is the love that you're looking for. And in a relationship, when two people now walk the path of marriage and a future, this growth factor, this time for each other to do what they need to do to embody feminine energy, if they do not make time for that, your relationship isn't going to make it. And I'm not saying that you will get divorced or your relationship will end or anything like that. What I'm referring to is that you will feel disconnected from each other because you're disconnected with yourself. You will feel irritated with the other person because you're actually irritated with yourself. You will feel denied by the other person because you are denying yourself. And so please make time, create a life where you are the center of all your needs. And that is not selfish. What is selfish is if you do any of that and you have a crying baby at home who isn't getting looked after. Any of this stuff that you do for yourself can be done with so much care for everyone else as well. It is all about creating a lifestyle that allows you to look at yourself often, to look at yourself with respect and to prioritize growth, growth, growth and more growth. You are the center of your universe, not your relationship. And if both of you are able to make yourselves the center of the universe and support each other in that growth journey, knowing that both of you are here to grow, there really is nothing that's going to stop your relationship from flourishing. And when it comes to your sex life, sexual energy emanates from our root chakra. And our root chakra is being completely revitalized to no longer be about survival. Your root chakra is taking the shape of true love for yourself. That means survival of you first. And if the survival of you first, if your root chakra isn't able to ground, then all the other chakras are about to move into a different sphere. Now, as your root chakra stabilizes, your sacral chakra, this is where your creative, your sexual desires emanate from, what you need and how you operate. Make time to engage in slow pulse activity in this area regularly. If you're a woman or a man, slow pulses, touching yourself, growing your sexual energy and being okay with feeling sexual all the time. Normalize feeling sexual all the time and know that if you are not feeling sexual, if you are not feeling sexual and this is coming from a space that is truly you're not feeling sexual, that means 
you definitely, definitely, definitely do not want sex. And this is not coming from a space of denial or rejection or some other wound. This is coming from a deeply empowered space where you do not feel at all like you're being left out. And only you can answer that question for yourself. Touch yourself. Pulse your vulva. Touch your penis. Allow yourself to feel sexual energy. This is the gift of life itself. Develop a relationship with your vulva. Before I sleep at night, I actually touch my vulva and I remember her. And in the morning, I touch her again and I remember her. There are many days where I forget to do this as well. But those days that I remember, I, may, I feel so good because that pleasure is just sitting inside my body. It's right there for me to access any time. And it's so exciting and so juicy and so lovely. All right. So there you have it. That is where we're going with relationships and Shakti in this new time. I hope that was useful to you. If you have any questions, you know where to find me at sumeria.loveandsex, my website sumerialove.xyz. I'm on TikTok as well at sumeria.loveandsex. Tune in to my next podcast, episode three. I don't know what the title is yet, but it's coming up soon. I am lining up guests. I am trying to get more equipment and working towards a better, more technical podcast. But for now, if you have any questions on things that you want me to talk about on the spiritual aspect when it comes to relationships, sexuality or anything else, do drop me a line. Love you all so much. Bye for now. Oh.